Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. Good morning and welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for today. I had a couple of weeks off. We're back live today. So uh, I hope you enjoyed or had got a lot of information out of the last three. I was talking about different financial planning techniques and how a financial planner, what kind of, of topics and subject a financial planner should be going over with each client and so forth. I did that the last couple of weeks. Uh, but back live today, so we're here to take your questions. If you've got a question for me or my special guest, David Garrigan, we will uh, get to him in just a second. If you send that question to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. And we'll pick that up at a, a future uh, broadcast of Talking Money. So I've been promoting this week, uh, David, and the service that he provides and one of the things that I, I said was that there are so many financial advisors out there that they won't even look at you, let alone talk with you. If you have less than a million dollars to invest, they're always going for the higher because that's what they want. They want assets under management. They want those fees and so forth. And uh, we've got a little different situation today. So I've, I've asked David Garrigan, who works with Scott Clark, who has been on Talking Money several times. Uh, it's been a year or so since he's been on to come talk about the Everyday Stewart um a division of Ronald Blue Trust, and uh, and who better to do that than uh, my buddy David Garrigan, who's we've been working together for quite a while. So good morning, David. Welcome to Talking Money. Well, thank you. Good to, good to be on here today. Yeah. So new experience for you because you're not you've not been on the radio before. So now you won't be able to say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you've been on the radio. So give us a little background uh, about David Garrigan, where you came from, how kind of how we got here today. Sure, sure. Yeah. So um, grew up in the Atlanta area in a suburb called Norcross, Georgia. Yeah. Been um, familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, been in uh, Greenville since 2007. So I graduated from uh, Clemson University in 2013. So now you made more than half the people happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I separated of, the yeah, audience. You just yeah, did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So I. Um, so after graduating from from Clemson, I graduated mm -hmm. with a financial management degree. Um, I know this is on the website, so I, I wanted to kind of throw this in there, but took a very interesting trip right out of college. Um, so I have three other siblings, uh, one older brother, one younger brother, and uh, we, we took a trip um, out west. We did a biking trip. And so we, these are bicycles. These aren't, uh, yeah. So not, not motorcycles, <laughs> no, no. like actual yeah bicycles. Bikes, so we, yeah. we flew out West to, to Medford, Oregon, and we biked along the West coast. Um, and then once we got down to San Francisco, we made our, our, our way all the way back uh, to Folly beach, South Carolina. And, um, we did that out of inspiration of our, of our dad. He, um, he had done something very similar, um, when he was in college. Uh, and so, um, yeah. so we kind of did it part, you know, we just, we were growing up with hearing about all those types of stories. Right, right. Um, but then the other part was also, um, you know, he, he has a, um, a blindness disorder 
And so we also wanted to raise support for it's called a foundation for fighting blindness. And so mm. we kind of did it, you know, two two parts. Uh, one to have kind of an adventure, but um, one also to raise support for for that foundation. Yeah, I wouldn't say so. kind of an adventure. I would I would call that a yeah. true adventure. <laughs> and and by the time you finished all that uh, bike riding together, you you guys still got along. Uh, we did, yeah, yeah. So somehow it bonded us even closer. So because yeah, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right, so you finished the bike ride. Then what did you do? Well, so right after that, um, that was kind of my my fun right out of college okay. before hitting the the real world, so right, to speak. Right. Um, so I did a small um, stint at a uh, local HR consulting firm, just in, in the sales. Mm-hmm. Um, type of role and then you know just really trying to figure out you know what what i want to do long term mm-hmm. um you know you kind of wrestle through that all throughout college sure. and, you know you get a good 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 degree but um now you're in the real world so you're really trying to wrestle through those ideas and so um you know after prayerfully considering all the different avenues you know really felt like i wanted to uh, impact people through their finances um just figured that finances touches on on you know, pretty much everything everybody. that is, yeah, yeah. well, it, it impacts everybody, but it, it also touches on everything that's important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's really when I got introduced to an, another financial planning firm in, in the area. So, okay. um, so I was there very briefly and, um, really heard about plan first at the time. Um, and there's just a difference in the business. Um, and, and so what really attracted me to plan first was that as a fee only firm, um, you know, so we're sitting on the same side of the table as our clients as much as we, we can yeah. from a business standpoint. True so that's fiduciaries, what, really true fiduciaries. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what really attracted me to, to playing first. And thankfully, you guys were also looking at the time. So I guess it just was a you know match made in heaven, so to speak. Yeah, well, we'll call that a God thing. And we've been very happy to have you around for how many years ago was that? Uh, started with plan first and then switched to Ronald Blue Trust about three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And so how long? So, so that was uh, November 2016. So I've been okay. with the firm so almost six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long time. And and it, I think it's also interesting to point out, we're not going to tell which other firm you're with or anything like that, but but there you you saw a difference in the level of financial planning or the depth of financial planning that we did versus what you'd seen in the past. Right. Yeah. So something that's hard about this industry is that it, it's pretty convoluted as far as the language. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of companies will will um, uh, promote that they're a financial planning firm, but really, what you know, if you look underneath the hood, um, it's just asset management. You know, they're really trying to accumulate as many investment resources as they possibly can without really trying to dive into uh, tax planning, insurance planning, estate planning, and making sure a client is really taken care of. Um, so that that was very different, uh, especially when I, I first came on board. I'm, you know, I was like, wow, like you actually dig through the estate plan documents, the tax return, the insurance policies. And so, you know, it just it, it took it to a whole different level. Yeah. So then the opportunity to merge with Ronald Blue Trust came obviously officially three and a half years ago, but the, we were in the process of doing it for uh, at least a year before that. And I was in the process of trying to find the next stage for plan first years before that to see what was going to be best for our clients and for the team. And, and of course for my family. Uh, so when that opportunity came along, um, you had a decision to make and, and that'll lead us into the discussion of the everyday steward. So talk to us a little bit about your thought process in deciding, okay, I think I want to just team up with Scott Clark and, and work in the everyday steward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the time, yeah, Scott Clark, he was, he was very adamant about um, really helping out just kind of your everyday person. And, um, you know, that was even prior to coming 
and merging with Ron Blue. He he, mm-hmm. he already had a heart for that. And so when you know coming to Ron Blue, there's a lot of different divisions. Um, you know, so we're one of six divisions. And this this division, the Everyday Steward Division, um, specifically goes after what what many people call the the mass affluent or the middle market. That's mm-hmm. kind of how our industry yeah. really um, describes them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, you know, what often happens to to the, the the mass affluent or the middle market is that you know, kind of naturally, they're they're really underserved and um, just not not taken care of, um, and it's purely based off of, you know, how much revenue they're bringing to the company. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so we, we kind of see that as an, an opportunity for us to, to really serve the underserved. And that's really where a heartbeat came from. And so, you know, when I saw Scott have that same heart and, you know, as me just, just developing and, and wanting to learn as much mm-hmm. as I can, mm-hmm. I really wanted to jump on that same ship. So and Ronald Blue Trust had a, uh, that department, that division already set up and already had the systems in place to work with that particular market efficiently, mm-hmm. which that a lot of uh, companies and firms don't have that. So that, that makes it possible for you to be able to do that without, and still be able to survive. Cause it's, cause one of the issues that you always have in any company, in any professional company, especially, and just because someone's more expensive doesn't mean they're better, but typically someone who's better is going to be working for more money. They, they deserve more money because they're better at what they do. So you can expect to pay a little bit more uh, for that kind of advisor, but it's nice. I think we're in a situation where our pricing is very competitive, but I feel like the, the skill level and the talent is, is uh, at par or better than, than most firms that are out there. So having a really, and we'll talk about the divisions right after the break, but having a private wealth advisor, uh, quality person who's in this market. Wow, what a plus that is! Because you're not you're not saying, well, okay, I'm I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough to be a private wealth advisor, so I'm an everyday steward advisor. No, that's not the case at all. You're, you're taking that same expertise and just applying it to a different market. Absolutely, yeah. So so kind of think of it as as you know. So there's six divisions in Ron Blue, and you know if each lane or if um, the analogy is, is kind of like a six lane highway so you know think of the heart of atlanta you have a six lane highway well, we're all trying to stay in our particular lane because you know that is our preferred way to use our time energy and resources to serving um you know that particular demographic yeah. and so yeah so private wealth and uh, advisors uh, very well credentialed cfp certified cka certified we even have several cpas um, for both uh, everyday steward and private wealth, but yeah. you know they're going to use their particular expertise and time and energy on on that particular client. All right, and we'll talk more about the rest of those divisions as okay. we come in back from the break. But I want to give we'll have to have to go to a break. We'll be right back. The answers to most financial questions are uncovered when you understand that there are only really five uses of money and when you know exactly how much you are spending on each of those uses. At Ronald Blue Trust, our comprehensive financial planning process helps you plan for living expenses, debt, savings, taxes, and giving. Well, let's focus on saving for retirement. Planning for retirement is much more than a magic number that answers the question most people think of retirement planning, how much is enough? You need to know the answer to that question, but other questions are important to consider as well. Questions like, how will I determine what my next chapter is? How can I use my savings and investments in a tax-efficient manner? How will inflation, investment returns, and personal decisions impact my time frame? As you approach retirement, don't look at it as an end, but rather as a beginning. 
We don't sell any products at Rundle Blue Trust. We are fiduciaries whose only desire is to help clients be the best stewards they can be with the resources God has given them. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money because we want you to get the answers to your questions about money with no hidden agenda to sell anything. If you'd like to learn more about Ronald Blue Trust, to find out if we can help you, please call 1-800-588-7526 and tell Chelsea you heard Mike Miller talking about Ronald Blue Trust on the radio. It would be my pleasure to speak with you further. Once again, our phone number at the Greenville office is 1-800-588-7526. Now let's go back to Talking Money to answer more of your questions. And we're coming up at about 21 minutes after the hour here on Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host, along with my special guest today, David Garrigan, a Certified Financial Planner who works in the Everyday Stewart Division of Ronald Blue Trust and the other divisions. And David was starting to touch on those before the break. We got, of course, the private wealth is the largest division that works with clients, typically with assets of a million dollars of investable assets and higher. And it's really trying to base it on complexity. Typically, somebody that has more assets has more complexity. And there again, like I said before the break, that doesn't mean the everyday steward uh, advisors can't work with that kind of complexity. It just, it takes uh, sometimes too long. It's time intensive and they want to work with more people. And that's, that's I think, a good way to summarize that. Um, and then the business consulting division. So people who want to make sure that the culture of the company gets transferred to the next generation of leaders. Uh, you're trying to uh, position your company for a future sale. Those kind of things the business consulting division can do. And the professional athlete division. A lot of people are surprised we have, a, a David, that we have a professional athlete division. Uh, we are not in that. We, we, we would not, uh, not qualify. Not Close. clients not even close <laughs> uh, maybe the professional part but definitely not the athlete part um and so we've got uh, golf uh, professional golfers and baseball players i know zach johnson and Stuart sink are some of the names we're allowed to mention most of the names we're not allowed to mention but they they say it's okay to mention that they're clients of the firm uh and then uh and coaches and things like that and then we have an institutional uh fairly new institutional investment decision um, it's new, but the people running it are not. They've been doing this for a long time. So those larger institutions that, especially those larger Christian institutions that want to align their uh, investments, investment philosophies with, along with their Christian beliefs, uh, Ronald Blue Trust is a, a great fit for that type of person. And then there's the family office, which deals with the, the large families, uh, the, like the Chick-fil-A family. They're, they're, we're allowed to mentioned their name to uh, I'm name dropping a little bit, I guess, but it's just to give you an idea of the size clients that they work with, but it's all those different divisions. And I probably missed one. I know we have ministry services division too, that um, Jim Wise works with, uh, with churches and giving and that kind of thing. But I think that's, that's private wealth, both. institutional, professional athlete, yeah. um, the family office and business yeah. consulting. So yeah, that's five out it. of the six. We got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, David, you're in the Everyday, Everyday Stewart division. So tell us, what kind of clients uh, do you really serve best? Yeah, so, so you know, it's really good to, to, to have all those other five divisions because it can highlight where Everyday Stewart really fits into the whole Ron Blue picture. And so, uh, yeah, so like I mentioned on the, on the prior segment, um, we really deal with the middle market or the, the mass affluent. That's kind of how our industry defines it. And... Um, you know, it's really just your everyday person dealing with what we call normal complexity. So there is complexity dealing with our, you know, anyone's personal financial mm, picture. Absolutely. 
Um, I mean, if you think of a, you know, pieces of a puzzle, so you have, you know, estate planning, insurance planning, tax planning, uh, investment planning, which usually gets the highlight, you know, a lot of the attention on it. Um, but you're, what you're trying to do is, is um, you know, uh, put all of these pieces together. Um, and so, you know, for the everyday person, you know, they have very similar questions to someone who may have higher net worth. Um, mm-hmm. And so you mentioned private wealth being about a million dollars in investable assets and higher. Um, you know, we, we're really everything south of that number from an uh, investment perspective, but also a net worth perspective. And, you know, so I guess to back up a little bit, you know, there's, there's really uh, two primary services that we have. It's financial planning, and then the other one is investment management. And so what we can really do, which is really neat about the Everyday Steward Division, you don't necessarily need any investable assets in order to hire us. Right. Because for our financial planning service, it is a one-time um, plan, one-time event, and we're looking at all of those pieces of, of the puzzle that I mentioned earlier, and we're just trying to empower you and give you direction so you can have peace, uh, peace of mind and clarity um, just regarding all of these various aspects about your your your, your your picture. Yeah. So it's, it's not uncommon to have somebody who maybe is newly married or they've been married for 20 years and just still haven't gotten their act together and haven't had a, an official, uh, logical written plan that says, here's what's going to happen or here's what I need to do to make sure I get from point A to point B. Uh, and, and maybe they're still not, uh, maybe their investable assets are all in their 401k. They don't have any assets to actually take out and manage. Uh, that person is very well suited to you guys because you can do a financial planning for them. Mm-hmm. Then perhaps when they get to retirement age and they're ready to to pull that money out, then they can take it out. And you guys can help them manage it as well. You can give them some certainly some ideas on how to allocate their assets, how to invest the money in the 401k as mm-hmm. part of that process as well. Absolutely. So that's that's all part of it. And and some people, uh, I don't know, often this happens uh, to, to your division, uh, David, but do do many um, grandparents or uh, parents with their children and something do they uh, ever say hey I want to pay for my Absolutely. child to have yeah. this done and they mm-hmm. pay for it because they, they a lot of people listening would say well I don't need everyday stewards so I'm gonna stop listening well you may want to keep listening because there there are people that you know either related to or you're gonna run to somebody at church and somebody may even ask you at church for um an advice some advice on financial planning so i don't really want to get into that i don't want to get into their personal personal life that way uh but i've got a recommendation for you Mm -hmm. call david garrigan or scott clark over to everyday steward at ronald blue trust they can help you that's right that's right yeah so we've had that happen several times where um, we've had a a client that's beyond the retirement uh, stage where they've already made those decisions of when to retire and social security and you know, they're, they're really just trying to, you know, figure out what, what, what's next for them and how to enjoy their family and grandchildren. Um, well, as those grandchildren or children, you know, continue to, to age and, you know, they're trying to navigate life too, um, you know, that, that has become a good idea for, for several of our clients to, to gift that for their children because they've seen the value of it and how that's played out over the course of their life. And so they want to gift that to their children or even their grandchildren. It's just a one-time uh, plan and it's just to give them direction and to help them navigate uh, just where they're at in their life stage. So you touched on uh, you know a lot of several you know you just touched on several things. Um, you know it's it's uh, our services are really not geared towards a specific age demographic. It right. can be 
it can be for any life stage really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've really seen that, you know, on, on the, the younger side, when you're just starting out, maybe you're just out of college or single or married with a young family, you know, kind of in that twenties to thirties. I mean, there's, there's a lot of questions that you have, you know, mm-hmm. the, the main question being, you know, how do I get started off on the right foot? Um, you know, how do I get started on the right path? Uh, just so that, you know, the choices that I make today, it's going to make big impact over the long term. So yeah. I want to make sure I'm doing that correctly. And I think it's it's nice that you guys offer that ability to take the financial planning with no strings attached. Here's a financial plan. Here's like a financial physical that will do for you. And here's where we see areas of improvement. Here's where we say that, hey, you're doing fine. And here's some things that you should be doing to help uh, get you to the next stage of life. Um, and then, of course, there's investment management, which uh, I believe still... 100,000 range is about where you would stand. If you're going to do active management, it has to be at least 100,000 to, to get some kind of good diversification in there. But that's only if you accept that. Now, most clients do both, mm-hmm. and, and that's preferred because I think ongoing, it's it's where the the client is going to get the the most um, bang for their buck, as it were, because you're going to have ongoing, kind of like an ongoing CFO in their life. Um, but I would look at it as uh, getting that financial physical done, getting a second opinion. And when you go to a doctor and to get a physical, um, and if you finish that physical and you paid $500 or whatever your insurance company paid for it, and the and the doctor said, uh, nothing's wrong, uh, are you going to say, well, wait a minute, I just paid you $500. How come you couldn't find something wrong? Well, same thing with your financial plan. You may be doing everything right, which is uh, probably not the case. Um, but it's nice to have that second opinion, even if you're doing everything right, to say, okay, that's good. I'm good. We'll be right back. Most of you have heard the saying, it's not what you earn, but what you keep. With all of the tax laws and legislative changes, how do you successfully navigate the complex, always changing, and mostly confusing tax system? More importantly, how do you best take advantage of these changing laws in order to improve your financial stewardship and accomplish your goals? Unlike tax preparation, tax planning is a year-round process and should be an important part of your financial plan. It's wise to consider tax reduction efforts in light of your overall goals. At Ronald Blue Trust, our tax planning process includes things like short and long-term tax projections, understanding tax consequences of financial and life decisions, estimating marginal and effective tax rates to, among other things, avoid that dreaded tax bracket creep, coordinate with your tax preparer, and looking for tax savings opportunities through income shifting, deferring income, deduction planning, and other timing strategies. For more information about our Greenville team and the credentials and experience of each of them, go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville. Sherry White, Jeremy Weaver, Scott Clark, and Eddie Holland are the team leaders with a supporting team of certified financial planner professionals working right alongside of them. Feel free to contact any of them directly or give me a call at 1-800-588-7526 and I'll be happy to discuss your situation with you. The phone number again is 1-800-588-7526 or go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville. Let's return now to Talking Money. And we're about 25 minutes before the hour here on Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for today with my special guest, David Garrigan. If you've got a question for us, uh, easy to do that. Just send that question to mike at talkingmoneyradio.com, if, even if it's a question about uh, how can we get together and so forth. So David uh, Garrigan, Certified Financial Planner Professional as well, 
has been talking about the Everyday Steward Division. And you mentioned, David, some of the services that are provided, looking at estate planning, tax, insurance, cash flows, and, of course, investments. Um, I think a common question people are going to have listening is like, uh, how much does it cost? Because everybody's like, how much does it cost? And I would tell you, first off, um, it, if you look at, in, in many cases, I would probably even venture to say most cases, if you look at the benefit versus the cost, it doesn't cost you anything. But of course, you got to pay something up front so we can pay these guys to feed their family so they can advise you. So give us an idea of the different types of services, different types of costs. Sure. So so starting with the financial planning service, like I said, it's, it's a one-time expense. And it's based off of an hourly rate of, of $250 an hour. But typically what we see is we'll spend about four to 12 hours um, on a typical individual or a family unit and, you know, just diving through all of the details of their financial profile, as well as spending two hours with them just to kind of unveil and, 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 and discuss their actual plan. So it's our plan delivery meeting. Yeah. So all in all, about four to 12 hours. So if you're to, to do a dollar range for that, typically what we see is about a thousand to three thousand dollars for but you will, the, the client will know exactly what that cost is going to be Absolutely. before they ever decide to say yes, do it or don't do it. Yeah. So typically we'll get a questionnaire beforehand. And so we'll, we'll discuss, Hey, what are your needs? Um, and, and the thing is we're very sensitive to one's budget because, hey, we're working with uh, the, the everyday steward division. So we understand that, hey, you know, there, there may not be as much margin to go around. Mm-hmm. So we work with clients just to get, hey, what is a reasonable range of fee that makes sense for both the client and for us? Um, and how to pay it too? Maybe it's not payable up front? Is that yeah, an so, option? So yeah. how that usually works is after the plan has been delivered and their, their uh, expectations have been met, then we send an invoice in the mail, and so it, and it's it's not until their their expectations have been met and the service has been delivered that that they get billed. So we yeah. want to make sure that it is a valuable service to them, and um, so yeah, that's that's kind of a typical range, thousand to three thousand. But you know, we we have also done it for about five hundred dollars, and that's what we call our basic financial plan, mm-hmm. and that's typically we're not getting into any sort of retirement planning projections. We're not getting into any of our softwares. It's just. You know, usually what we see is that it's people who are just starting out, maybe, you know, young family or, um, you know, just out of college. And we're just we're giving them guiding principles. And we're, I mean, it, it's still very detailed. We're, we're going through all their cash flow, seeing how they're they're giving, yeah, spending, right. um, you know, their debt management. Um, you know, where should they be saving? And, you know, is it should the saving be towards a vehicle replacement or retirement savings? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of these competing priorities. And, you know, but as long as we're not going into, you know, I guess a retirement planning software, or we don't have to bring out any other special right. tools where it's very time intensive for us. Um, we've, we've been able to do that for about $500. And so, yeah, so it really just depends on someone's situation. Yeah. Uh, and and along with that $500, uh, you give them some other resources, right? Some books and things like that, right? right. As so part of that. Yeah, they'll get a, a folder or excuse me, a, a binder. And that'll have all the recommendations that we're giving them, very specific mm-hmm. and tailored mm-hmm. to their situation, um, as well as other resources. You know, if, if they need estate planning done, um, we work with um, various estate planning attorneys here in the upstate. And so we have some, some very good relationships and recommendations for that, mm-hmm. um, as well as independent insurance agents. And so they'll have a list of contacts. You know, again, we're just trying to empower them and, and point them in the right direction to, to be able to 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 you know, have their financial picture all aligned. So anyways, they'll get that as well as uh, some other books uh, from our 
uh, Chief Mission Officer, uh, Russ Crossan. So it's your money made simple and your life well spent, which is, um, yeah, your money made simple is just a, a, a book that simplifies uh, your cash flow. So really any stage could, mm-hmm. could, could really benefit from a book like that. Um, and then your life well spent, just talking about the three types of capital that we can build over our lifetime, financial right. capital, um, social capital and, and spiritual capital. We, yeah. You know, two of those are, are lasting. One of them, you know, can't take with us when we pass away. So, <laughs> exactly right. um, so he talks about all three uh, of those. Okay. And uh, so, so yeah. So, anyways, that's, that's all part of the package. Yeah. Okay. So that's the financial planning part, and then and then uh, the investment management would be tacked on the back of that if right. somebody wants and or needs that. Right. So yeah, it's it's a it's an a la carte service. Um, so you can have one service, the other service, or you can have both. Um, and so oftentimes what happens is somebody comes through and, and, and does their financial plan. And then like how I said, you know, there's different puzzle pieces to your mm-hmm. financial profile. Well, investment management is, is just one piece of that. And so what we try to do is, is, is marry the, the investment management to what their plan is. What so are your want, goals? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We want that to support the plan. Yeah. And so, um, so the fee for that typically is 1% of the, the assets that we manage. And it just depends on it. Cause I guess it kind of scales, uh, almost like Costco uh, above that range, but for, for the, our typical client, it's about one percent of assets under management. Built That's once per year, yeah. One, once per year, yeah. And it, you know, we we build that on a quarterly basis, so 025 percent each quarter. Yeah, I've had several um, prospects over the years that have come back, and they're they're almost really uh, ready to come out as clients, thinking that we build one percent per quarter. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's one fourth of that uh, per quarter, and and I think uh, talk about the actual investments in there because a lot of times um somebody's working with another advisor maybe doesn't charge anything or or charges maybe less than one percent more than one percent but you need to look at the cost of the investments as well it's very important what's the all-in cost and and how do we typically uh, what do we typically put clients into and what are the costs of those investments and how does that come into the into play right so so yeah the 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 fee that you'll see is the 0.25% every quarter and that's just the mm-hmm. the investment management fee but if you look inside the individual investments so um, it's called the the expense ratio and those are just the internal expenses for the actual investments and so you know depending on the the kind of uh, portfolio that we put you in um, I mean, we're very, we're using very low cost, very inexpensive, very good uh, investment uh, funds, and so uh, that typically ranges point zero six to point one five. I mean, j- it just really depends on the kind of investments that we're putting. You say point one five percent. That's not that's not one point two percent. That's 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 only like twelve basis points. I mean, you're looking at something very very small. Right. And and we as a firm don't receive any compensation from any of the investments that we put clients in. So there's no back-end fees. There's no front-end commissions. There's nothing like that. Uh, 12B1 fees. There's nothing like that in the investments. We use a lot of indexes which have those kind of fees that are so low. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the benefits of working with a fee-only firm mm-hmm. is, or, a, yeah, fee-only firm is that, you know, we're, we're really wanting to be on the same side of the table as the client as much as we can. So, yeah, just like what, what you're saying, there, there aren't any commissionable products that we can benefit from. And even the investments that we put our clients in, there's there's really no benefit to us. We really want it to be for the benefit of the client. Yeah, just for the client. And and same thing you mentioned alluded to the insurance products and 
the estate. But we don't do tax returns. We don't do the wills and trusts. We have other people that, that we think are cost-effective still in doing that as well and do a good job at it that we can refer people to. So when you do a financial plan like that for somebody, they don't do asset management. Of course, the asset management keeps you in front of them you know, every year, every quarter, so forth. Um, but those who want to do financial plan and then they say, okay, I've done this financial plan, but it's been, how long typically have you seen, uh, or you and Scott seen, like they come back in, you know, two years later or three years later to say, okay, I want to update it. Yeah. It depends. I mean, if there's a life event that happens, then we, Mm -hmm. we, we, we can see them the next year or whenever that life event occurs. But if it's, you know, pretty, if, if things are, are par for the course, then, you know, every three to you know, two to two to four years, typically, they'll yeah. just want to see, you know, how's their progress? Right. What what kind of updates do they need to make? You know, are there tax law changes that they need to be aware of? Estate planning, you know, how's that looking? And so yeah. Yeah. we'll look under the hood uh, for them again. And uh, yeah, but typically every two to four years. All right. My special guest, David Garrick in here talking about the Everyday Stewart division of Ronald Blue Trust and the different features of it, the costs and a whole bunch. If you happen to miss the first uh, three segments of Talking Money, you can go to TalkingMoneyRadio.com and click on the, the Listen Now section. That doesn't mean you're going to go to something that's going to start listening. It'll go to the, the essentially the menu that you can click on whatever uh, topic you want to listen to. If you want to listen to this one, it'll be the one at the top. It'll be posted on the Talking Money Radio website probably by Wednesday or, or Thursday at the latest, typically. And so you'll be able to listen to it as often as you like. We'll be right back. Virtually every financial services firm talks about financial and investment planning based on your goals. At Ronald Blue Trust, we can help you define your goals. And we'll do that from your personal cash flow to your income tax to your state and investments to help ensure that your decisions really do reflect your values. We incorporate biblical principles into our comprehensive financial planning approach. Our goal is to help you clarify your decision making and focus on leaving a legacy of financial, social, and spiritual capital. And whether we realize it or not, the decisions we make in life reflect our values and our priorities. Decisions we make today can have lifetime implications. There are rarely independent decisions. A comprehensive financial plan includes things like planning for short-term cash needs, long-term retirement, proactively minimizing debt, continually evaluating the tax consequences of your decisions, funding your child's or grandchild's education, and determining your insurance needs. No financial plan, however, is worth doing unless you actually implement your plan. Our process takes you directly from goal setting to the implementation. I think, we think, there's a good chance your financial stress level will improve when you understand how all of the components of your financial life integrate with each other and how to adjust over time. So we can guide you through a detailed plan towards sound financial decisions, wise stewardship, and a roadmap to your desired destination, a life well spent. For more information, go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville or call 1-800-588-7526. Once again, the number is 1-800-588-7526. Now back to more of Talking Money. And we've got about 10 minutes left here in Talking Money, so we appreciate you listening today. If you've got questions for me, send those questions to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. So the texter sent a question says, hey, do you all help with tax deduction planning? I think it probably means tax withholding planning. From paychecks on W-4 to right size, 
the annual fees slash returns from tax filing. So I uh, kind of assume, David, this means uh, that I want to make sure I withhold the right amount of money to come close to matching what the actual taxes that I owe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we definitely help clients with a lot of tax planning, but that is something we could help out with even on a, just a, just a one-time basis if, if someone was interested in that. But um, yeah, that's something that we help out clients, especially if they hired us for uh, investment management, which is an ongoing service. Uh, we, we don't just only do the investments. We also look at their entire profile. So tax planning is included right. in that. And so a lot of times, um, I mean, for this example, um, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we can do that. We can see how much um, year to date has been withheld, how much income that you uh, are projected to make throughout the, the remainder of the year. And we can estimate see how much uh, shortfall or how much surplus that you have uh, towards the end of this year, just to make sure that you're on track, uh, just so you're not surprised uh, April 15th of, yeah. of the following year. And and the surprise usually means I owe more. Uh, we don't mind the surprise, oh, I'm getting uh, this much more money back. Exactly. Uh, we don't mind that. But, but, it, but by doing that, the larger that refund is, the larger essentially free loan you gave to the IRS. And, it, and you, you may like that forced savings, the way interest rates are is not as much now because they've gone up some, but the way interest rates are, it's not like it costs you that much money to have the IRS hold it for the year and you get it back and it's it's your way of buying bigger ticket items because you got this this big amount. But if you have it uh, lowered each paycheck, then maybe you can put more money toward paying off your debt or you can manage your cash flow better uh, doing that. So David, in the minutes we have left, let's talk a little bit about some of the because people want to know what the advantage is. So some of the advantages, what what benefit does the client get? And you've seen from specific situations by working with the Everyday Steward and Ronald Blue Trust as advisors. Sure. So, so yeah, like we said earlier, um, we, we work with a lot of different life stages. And so, I mean, I can even think about one relatively recently, um, um, someone came to us and they were, you know, in their mid 40s, so kind of that middle stage of life. And really, um, when they came to us, they had already paid off all of their mortgage. They were very driven to get all of their debts completely paid off, but at the expense of they didn't have any retirement savings. Um, so they were wondering, you know, hey, I'm, I'm looking, you know, 20, 25 years down the road and I'm wanting to retire somewhere around that time period, but I really don't even know where to start. You know, where should I be investing my money? Should I continue saving into my HSA accounts? Um, you know, what percentage should I be, be putting towards these retirement accounts in order to stay on track? The other interesting thing is that they also had giving goals as well. So in prioritizing yeah. getting out of debt, um, they had actually, at, it was at the expense of being charitably uh, generous. And, but they were like, well, that's part of, uh, our heartbeat. We really want to get back on track. And so what something that we were able to do was, um, you know, this is where we would have to use a retirement planning projection software. So it's just a tool to, to kind of see visually uh, where are we currently. So we showed them, hey, if you continue on the way that you are, you know, just, just saving money into a bank account, this is what your current picture would look like. And as you would imagine, you know, the, the, the investment would, would go up and up and up, but since it was only in cash savings, um, once they hit that retirement date, um, you know, just basically crash and burn because there was no return uh, that was being allowed to to accrue over uh, the, the 
the remainder of their their plan. And so some of the suggestions we had was, okay, what if we tweak this percentage for retirement savings? What if we put in this kind of of stock and bond mix over the long term? You know, and they could see contrast their current plan versus some of our recommendations. And obviously it's just like, you know, looked much better if you put some some investments yeah. uh, in, in stocks and bond and actually getting a return. But the cool thing was, is we were also able to show them, well, what if you were able to give according to what your goals are? Um, and so we put that uh, mm. variable in there as well. Well, obviously that's gonna reduce your overall um, balance by the time you, you know, we, we, we project our clients out to age 100, whether they like it or not. <laughs> um, right. but you know, obviously that's going to take a, a hit to the, um, the ending dollar balance. But what was very cool was to see their plan was still very, very successful, even with their giving, uh, included in the mix. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, I mean, and that's, that's really one of the benefits of, we're really trying to tailor it to the individual. What, what is, uh, what is the priority to them? What what kind of things are on their hearts? And we want to make that as realistic as possible when we're giving them advice. And part of the giving is also uh, part of the tax planning when you say, okay, where is the most efficient, tax efficient way for you to give that money? Is it just to write a check every month to the church? Or in this in case you're talking about, they, they had not accumulated assets, but somebody who has accumulated some assets and has some assets that have some unrealized gains to them. So if they sold those assets, they're going to pay taxes on them to talk about, okay, well, maybe we should think about giving that asset directly to the church or the ministry. Mm-hmm. So you avoid having to pay the taxes on it. And and then as the, somebody gets older, as you have older clients that can qualify for the qualified charitable distribution, you can talk through all those things with each client with based on their situation. Right. right. Absolutely. Yep. So you're, you're required to take money out of uh, any sort of deferred account, like an IRA at age 72. But uh, a qualified charitable distribution, you can actually start giving out of your IRA tax-free to, to qualified charitable um, organizations at age 70 and a half. Right. And so, um, so yeah, the tax law didn't shift for both required minimum distributions and qualified charitable yeah. distributions. That but, was nice. Um, yeah. you know, that's just part of some of the fun tax yeah. planning that we were able to do for, for clients. So, so I had a client in yesterday afternoon from out of town, they came in, so you wouldn't know who they were, even if I mentioned their names. Um, but, uh, he turns seven and a half the end of January next year. So my, my suggestion was, and the church doesn't necessarily like this, is to say in January, stop making contributions to the church and wait until the end of August when you turn seven and a half and you can start giving that money out of the IRA instead. And and they're at the situation where with the standard deduction so high, they're, they're not able to take any tax deduction for the charitable giving they, they're doing now. But he is taking like uh, $1,200 a month from his IRA just to help live. And he's using some of that to make the, the charitable contributions. So in January, we'll reduce the amount he's taken because uh, he's paying that to the church anyway. So he immediately reduces taxable income. And then in January, in uh, August, uh, through the rest of the year and for the rest of his life, then that money will be able to come out tax-free and it'll help save him uh, a really a ton right. of money. Right. So it's the same dollar amount going towards the the same charities. Right. right. But it's just a more tax-efficient way to 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 tackle those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got a couple minutes left. So, um, I don't know if you want to talk about, uh, when somebody gets close to retirement, um, the, the, the people you've helped in that situation, just helping them make that transition Sure. from, I'm not getting any income from my portfolio to now I'm getting income from my portfolio. Right. 
So early on in the in the show, nor, mentioned the word normal complexity. So you know that's one of the situations where we we've come into uh, you know quite a bit because it's a very normal situation. You mm-hmm. know, uh, most people are going to retire, right. and so they have to make that decision of. You know, is that going to be age 60? Is that going to be age 70? Is that going to be beyond that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it's still a complex situation because, you know, you're used to having income uh, through, a, through, through, through a check, um, not through an investment portfolio. Right, right. And so part of the question is, you know, have I built up enough nest egg uh, as well as do I have enough coming in from uh, other income sources like a pension or social security. And, and when should you take social security is a big part of what you exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. Should it be early at a reduced rate at age 62 or should I continue to prolong that all the way up until age 70 and get an enhanced benefit yeah. or should it be right at, you know, my full retirement age, generally around age 67. So, and that's going to be different for every single person. Right. And so there's not one right answer for that. Exactly. As some other radio shows would lead you to believe that's okay. We want to do these analysis for you because there are 1600 different options. Well, Typically, not that many options, but we want to make sure you get the right one for you. Right. Ah, well, that puts us, you hear that music. That means we got like 30 <laughs> seconds left. So, David, I really appreciate uh, you coming on the show and talking about uh, the Everyday Steward Division. Once again, if you have questions for me or even David, you can send that question to mike at talkingmoneyradio.com and that'll get you uh, right to us and we can answer that question. So, thanks, David. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next week for the next Talking Money. Talking Money. 